Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Invincible You, living with passion, purpose, and power. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. And every week, we talk about how to live invincibly, how to achieve your greatest dreams in your finances, career, relationships, and health. And we're branching off from our sister podcast, Love University, which we talk about relationships, love, both internally and externally. And one of the ideas that we have today is a very powerful one. It is called The Art of Reversal, a way to get out of your rut in life and accomplish what you want to accomplish. Have you ever felt frustrated and stuck in life where you try to accomplish things that seem too difficult or even impossible? If so, here is a powerful tool at your disposal to get what you want. When you face obstacles and challenges, it is called reversal. Reversal is doing the opposite of what you've been doing so you can receive the opposite of what you've been getting. It is a counterintuitive way of thinking in which you do the opposite of what is generally expected so you can achieve the results you want in your relationships, finances, career, and health. An example of a reversal is when you momentarily stop trying so hard to achieve something and instead let people or circumstances come to you. For example, you stop calling that person until they start to call you. Reversal has power because it completely disrupts the flow of the expected, the routine, and the ordinary. When you apply reversal, something novel and fresh comes into your life. A new approach, an innovative solution, a counterintuitive way of thinking that helps you accomplish your goals. Let's take a look at some effective reversals that can help you overcome obstacles and mentally stuck patterns to reach your greatest potential. First of all, make friends with what you reject. One effective reversal is to make friends with what you reject in yourself. Maybe there's a part of you that you call bad or weak. You can find great strength in this trait as well. For example, let's say that you have a short attention span. It's hard for you to focus on one thing at a time for extended periods of time. If that's the case, then you can also see this as a benefit. You may have quick energy bursts that you can use to accomplish a multiple number of tasks. Your shorter attention span allows you to be a multitasker who can shift your focus quickly from one task to another. Or let's say that you have a tendency to desire social approval. You want others to like you and think highly of you. As a result, you put others first and you strive to make them happy. Now, at first glance, this may be a positive thing, but if you become a people pleaser, it can cause you great pain because you're persuaded to do things that you don't really want to do and you feel like you're not appreciated for everything that you do for others. Of course, there are positives to being a people person who gets along well with others. You're more attractive and persuasive because others will resonate with your charm and loving energy. As long as you have the confidence and firmness to stand up for what you believe in, your people-first skills can help you in your career and social life. When you're able to recognize the potential disadvantages of each character trait you have, perhaps putting others first at your own detriment, you can also choose to focus on the positives of that trait, creating loving connections. You do this by using your vocabulary to redefine who you are. Instead of calling yourself attention deficit, think of yourself as multi-attentional. Instead of referring to yourself as a people pleaser, consider yourself to be a people enhancer or people connector. Use the power of words in your favor by defining yourself in your own terms, in invincible terms. By embracing the things about yourself that you once thought were weaknesses, your life will be different. By making friends with what you formerly rejected, you will be able to turn a negative into a positive, a mental enemy into a psychological ally. In the end, you will be able to transfer the same trait you thought was a weakness into an asset that will help you achieve what you want. Number two, reversal technique. Turn fear into faith. Faith is a belief that things will turn out well for you. Fear, on the other hand, is a belief that something bad is going to happen to you, that you will suffer and lose in life. To live invincibly, you need to change your fear into faith, having the confident mindset that life will work out in your favor, no matter what problems or challenges you may face. Here's an exercise to help you practice that. Let's say that you want something in your life, a career, relationship, or lifestyle change, but you're afraid that you won't be able to get it. You think, I'm not good enough. I don't have the willpower. There's too much competition. At this point, fear has a stronghold over your mind, and you may not go for what you want, even though you truly desire it. Now ask yourself this question, how would I act differently if I had absolute faith in my abilities to get what I want. If, for example, you desire a new job or career opportunity, imagine yourself getting it. Visualize what you will look like, feel like, what you will be doing when you accomplish this career goal. 
Although reasonable fear doesn't go away easily, your faith in a brighter future can begin to mute its power. Each time you see your actualized future living the way you really want to be, you will diminish the stranglehold that fear has over you. When you start to visualize the successful accomplishment of your goals, you will have a renewed sense of desire and motivation. You will have increased persistence and resilience for overcoming obstacles. Your newfound faith will keep you moving forward toward your dreams until you accomplish them. You will know firsthand the wonderful feeling of transforming fear into faith. Number three, have a self-kindness day. Another reversal is to treat yourself kindly instead of always pushing yourself to do more, which is common in our society. Although there is nothing wrong with being a high-achieving and hard-working person, some people take it too far and neglect their self-care. As a result, they become less efficient and less happy, and they may even be vulnerable to mental and physical ailments. To counteract the tendency to work too hard or care too much for others at your own cost of your mental and physical well-being, be sure to periodically have a self-kindness day. During this special day, you will treat yourself differently. You will savor your accomplishments at the end of the day instead of worrying about all of the things you still have to do. When you practice self-care, you will get enough sleep. You will eat healthy. You may indulge in a massage, facial, or getaway to nature. You take time to relax or meditate, have fun with friends. You spend time on an exercise regimen or spiritual practice. You partake in a creative hobby. You forgive yourself for any errors you may have made. Even though self-kindness is a crucial part of your emotional well-being, it's not always easy to practice. You may have the nagging thought that I don't deserve it. I have to work harder. I have to prove my worth. To transform your thinking, start by realizing that your worth is already established by being a child of creation. You were brought into this earth for a wonderful purpose, to bring light, joy, and contribution to the world. You are already a king or queen by birthright. Now treat yourself like the inner royalty that you are. When you treat yourself with kindness, you will not only feel better, but you will also accomplish more because you have additional energy and motivation. The old self-defeating thoughts that used to hold you back will begin to vanish. At the same time, people will see the difference in you. As you become more loving to yourself, you will also be more loving to others, thereby improving the quality of your relationships significantly. Number four, reversal technique. Use exaggeration to diminish self-consciousness and fear. Another reversal that can work wonders is to use exaggeration to reduce your self-consciousness and social situations. Now, I wrote a book called The Gift of Shyness. It talks about how shy people have wonderful benefits. They can be sensitive, good listeners, and loyal. But their one challenge is self-consciousness. They think other people are looking at them, judging them, criticizing them. Now, let's say that you're a shy person who's afraid to look foolish in public. You may be self-conscious and you think that everyone is always looking at you critically, judging you. Consequently, you may have what is called anticipatory anxiety. You're so afraid of appearing foolish in front of other people, anticipating rejection and criticism, that you actually trigger more fear and anxiety in yourself, even before you engage in the social interaction. To reverse this scenario, there's an exercise we can try that exaggerates your fear in a positive way. It's called getting the fools out. You will intentionally act foolish and silly in an exaggerated way in private, so you can be more relaxed and confident in public. The regiment producer, I know that you've told me that you're shy, especially in relationships and dating. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. So we want to do this exercise, Reggie, where we're going to get your fools out. And people at home can try this as well. You're going to get up in front of your mirror, and you're going to decide that you're going to act like the biggest social fool in the world. You're going to jump up and down and make weird faces, <laughs> and uh, just uh, let yourself have fun. Okay, Reggie, so I want you to stand up right now, and I want you to take a deep breath. And jump up and down. Start acting like a fool. Okay, make some faces. Now, now you're flapping your wings like a bird. <laughs> your tongue's hanging out. <laughs> ah, okay. Reggie, you look like you're having an attack here or something. Okay. <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. Okay, good, good. All right, Reggie, get down. Sit down, sit down. I think you might have a heart attack, but you're, you're okay. <laughs> How did you feel doing that fool exercise? Uh, very good. Yeah, very good. Okay. Well, the thing is that when you do it, even though it seems silly at first, it feels kind of awkward, you're going to start to have the confidence that you can be foolish in, in private. But when you go out in public, you're going to have confidence. You're going to be like a leading actor that plays a comedic role in which they play a buffoon for laughs. They know that at the end of the day, they're just playing a silly role for the moment. 
It's just a role. When you practice playing the fool this way, you may feel uncomfortable at first, but gradually you will begin to relax and have a good time. You may even start to laugh heartily at your silliness. More than just a fun exercise, getting the fools out is a practical purpose. By intentionally choosing to act like a fool in a private and controlled setting, you're giving yourself permission to make mistakes and look foolish, your biggest fear in a social situation. Consequently, you're taking away most of the anxiety and self-consciousness that you normally associate with acting like a fool in public. It has a paradoxical effect and a liberating feeling. You can feel confident when you go out because you have used humor and exaggeration to reduce the anxiety you feel about being socially inadequate. Without self-consciousness and the fear of being foolish holding you back, you are free to be your best self. So there you have it. Reversal can be a very powerful psychological tool to enhance your mind, to give you visibility, because it changes you from the old ways of doing things, the old habits, the old patterns that hold you back, and it helps you think outside the box. So remember this week to go out and make friends with what you reject. Find those parts of you that you didn't like or don't like in your personality and see what the positives. Maybe you're a quieter person, but you can be very introspective. Maybe you have a lot of, a lot of energy and you can be a person that accomplishes a lot of things. Also, turn fear into faith. Ask yourself, how would I act differently if I had absolute faith in my abilities to get what I want? Have a self-kindness day. Treat yourself with compassion. Take care of your health, your diet, your exercise, your emotional well-being. And finally, use exaggeration to diminish fear. Exaggerate your fear so it becomes silly, ludicrous, and ridiculous, and you no longer have the fear, just like you do with the, the fool exercise. So, Invincible You students, if you want to be a part of our show, have a show idea, or would like to ask a question, you can reach us at 310-226-8090, loveuniversity.love. Email us at loveuniversitylove at gmo.com. You can like us through our sister program, Love University, at Love University Podcast for Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Love Letter You Podcast. You can subscribe to Invincible You at Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can follow us at InvincibleU underscore on Twitter. Or follow us on Instagram at InvincibleUOfficial. So until next time, let's go out and live with passion, purpose, and power. This is Dr. Alex Avila, and this is Invincible You. <laughs>